excited to talk all about transforming dreams into reality. And tonight I'm even more excited to bring you a real adventurer and a life coach who um, can't wait to speak to you all about her adventures and get you all revved up and, and looking towards something really exciting when we're all not quarantining anymore. So you definitely have something to look forward to. And one of the eight elements of happiness by Sean Acor is to actually focus on the future and look toward wonderful activities or events. So I can't wait to see what you guys have in store once everything is lifted and away we go. So welcome, Berta Medina Garcia. I get to introduce you first. And then as always, with regard to my manifesting with Megs, these conversations with extraordinary people, um, we do guide the conversation based upon my book, The Magical Guide to Bliss. And before we do begin, Berta, I always ask my guests to set their intention because I think when you focus your intention on the conversation um, as to how you want it to unfold and then put it out in the universe, then something magical can always happen. Um, and on top of that, I ask with that intention, choose a number in my book between number three to 397, hold it in your heart space. And at the end of the interview, we're going to come back to that. And then we're going to ask what your intention was as well. So before, without further ado, transforming dreams into reality with the magical guide to bliss. I am so happy that I have the profound luck. I, well, maybe not luck, maybe synchronicity to meet Bertha <laughs> on my journey on my, through, um, through one of her family members, Dr. Cecilia. Mm -hmm. um, she is a rare breed of a speaker and coach by infusing classic coaching with a healthy dose of discovery. And honestly, for all of you out there ready to discover what it is that you're here to do in this world, she is a great place to start. All the adventure that she brings to the table with her specialized trademark of comfort zone coaching. And we're going to get into that a little bit later because I want you to explain exactly what you mean by that to the audience as well. Um, in addition, she's revolu revolutionized the path to growth and change for individuals and team members of great organizations at the forefront of making a positive impact on the world. So that's always a wonderful thing when you deal with corporations and change the way they actually see the whole world. I I think that's fantastic to continue on her incredible biography or her her bio after years of building operation operating and growing her own successful business she taken her experience a love for philanthropy to travel to africa on a harrowing climb to mount kilimanjaro's peak as part of a mission trip to change the world for maasai children and i really want you to speak to that as well in fact I met you when you were doing your launch of your book on the same topic at, or at least it was at, at Cecilia's location when she was working in, in Kendall. Um, and I definitely want to get into that. Um, today actually marks the second year anniversary of when I took my big pilgrimage, my big adventure on El Camino, which you know certainly is not walking up a mountain, but certainly walking. But um, I'd love to share, um, have you share with everyone that incredible adventure that you took. The mission trip was everything she dreamed about and more, and it transformed her perspective and offered equal doses of service, adventure, and fulfillment. And now what Berta offers is that perspective shift 
in the way people view themselves, in the focus they place on how they are living to ensure they are living in alignment with true enthusiasm. And we spoke to enthusiasm last time that we spoke last week. So once again, living the divine in, in fulfillment in your life. And I can't wait to talk about that because I think that, you know, when people actually expand their horizons and venture out, you inspire so many people to follow and do the same. Berta has developed itineraries that interact with every level of the personal professional environment. She's a professional certified coach, like I indicated before, with the International Coaching Federation, a certified go-giver speaker, author and creator of Universal Success Program, and founder and director of Dreamers Succeed series of keynotes, workshops, centers, and retreats. Welcome, Berta. And I'm going to give this right now. I think it's really important that you guys, if you want to see some of the pictures or take a look at her bio and everything more, go to www.bertamedina.com to get more. But we have this time with you tonight. So I want you. There you go. What a resume. Give us a little bit more in your own words as to your journey so far, Berta. Yay. I'm so happy to be here, Meg. Thank you so much for honoring me with, with this conversation and with sharing um, my story with uh, with you this evening. You know, I'm a big fan, and I and I just love everything that you're doing, and and just happy to be here, lady. No, I'm happy to have you. Believe me, I think that we all can do a little dreaming about adventures outside the four, I suppose, corners of our homes <laughs> as we quarantine away. Um, take us on a flight of fancy. Start with your trip to Mount Kilimanjaro. Please share with us a little bit about the inspiration behind that and what brought you there in the first place. I know that you speak to the Maasai children, but please give us some more information about that. Absolutely. I, I love that. And thank you for, for the invitation to do that, Meg. Uh, Africa has been on my uh, list, on my in my bucket since I was a, a child. Uh, Kenya, for whatever reason, uh, was where I wanted to go. And it was just something that I'd been dreaming about forever. And I created a vision board in 2007 uh, after watching The Secret. And everything on that vision board was Africa related. There were Maasai villages and a giant word across the top that said voluntourism and uh, safaris and uh, just service. Killy was on there um, with a picture of someone at the at the summit, and it was just all these things that I that I had on my on my bucket for a long time. And it's funny because I had, and I know that you're a big believer in in manifestation and and dreaming and having that vision. I I placed that vision board in front of my toilet of all places, um, <laughs> and it just sat there for for seven years. And and one day, it just and that's why I love speaking into the heart of generosity because when we're in that mode of being of service and adding value and just working from a place of generosity things seem to come together it's not that i wasn't working my butt off uh it's not that i was just sitting there waiting for things to happen but lo and behold i that year 2014 came in um year of the horse and and it's not my spirit animal even though it's the animal that i most uh, relate to and I, I was working, growing my business, and I'd been in, in business for myself for, for a number of years. 
I was working on my pilot's license. I was already enrolled in UM, getting my uh, my my certification as a coach. And my daughter sees this Instagram post about this trip that an organization called One Child Matters was putting together to raise funds from Asai children. And she's just scrolling. She she actually lived in Colorado Springs at the time, was here visiting. It was sometime in January. And she said, Mom, this is weird, but this is like everything that you've ever dreamt so she of. Knew, you know, so look, she knew about this whole vision. She did not. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, she knew about the vision. We all created our vision boards together. And... Um, and and she's scrolling through it. So I get on the, I click on the link and and before you know it, I was registered. And then I get a note saying, you know, you're on a waiting list. And I had already told my husband, listen, I'm not going to be here in September. I'm going to be in Africa and I'm going to climb Mount Kilimanjaro and you can't come because you have gout <laughs> and I need $1,500 uh, because that's the deposit. So he's looking at me like, what just happened? Are you crazy right now? And, and he just couldn't figure it out. But a couple of weeks later, I, I get the call that's saying that that a spot had opened and, and that I had the ability to to travel. So that required that we sponsor a child. They were five year olds, five years old at the time. They were Maasai children who were living in poverty. And generationally, it was just a cycle of poverty. And in Kenya, the Maasai, can you explain a little bit? The, the Maasai is a tribe. Okay. Uh, it's it's we've we've all seen uh pictures of the Maasai. They they were very, very bright red colors and they walk around with their herds and they're just beautiful people. They they live in the bush and they're just amazing, amazing giving uh human beings. But they're it's very tribal and, and the Maasai tribes are in Kenya, they're in different parts of, of uh eastern Africa, but it's a it's a very prominent and, and well known tribe. So so my child, Sibao was five years old at the time. And, and when I got his packet, you know, our job on this, on this fundraising mission, and we got the word in January, our trip was in September was that we had to raise $5,859. And that would take these five-year-old children through everything that they needed, medical nutrition and educational until yeah. they graduated high school. And that was the best chance for them to climb out of poverty. Wow. And what was interesting was that in Kenya, schools are public, but they're not free. So these these tribe people living in such poverty cannot afford to ch send their children to school. So that cycle just continues. And and it was it was just one of those things. I it was very daunting to me. I didn't know how I was going to be able to raise. You know, we had to pay six thousand dollars for our trip, plus raise an additional almost $6,000. And I, it was just very daunting to me. I said, you know what, I'm just going to have to pay it myself. There's no way I can raise this money. And when I received Sipao's picture with his bio and everything, um, in two months, the, the funds were raised because I got so excited about what that would represent for him. Wow. So, you know, nine months later, we were in Africa. I met Sipao. I've been back a couple of times to see him. He's 11 now. He's thriving and doing really well. So you were able to have a relationship with him before yes, and after. Absolutely. Wow, that's absolutely. Amazing. Before and after. Actually, the day before we headed for the mountain, we got to meet our children. Oh wow. And and I was very blessed because he was there, his mom and dad were there and his grandmother. Wow. So it was it was rare but I got to meet the entire family amazing. and just I mean they've 
been it's so funny because my granddaughter uh, we have now we have 23 sponsored children but we have all their pictures on our fridge and my granddaughter uh, says these are all my cousins and they're just oh, children from all over the world that's amazing but and everything meg when i came back from that trip i actually did an experience board with the pictures almost you know in the same position as they were on my vision board almost to a t Wow. So the actual crazy. pictures that you took mirrored what you actually visualized that you crazy. were doing. Crazy, 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 crazy. Amazing. Talk about manifesting something yeah. wonderful in your life. It was now, just crazy. Let me ask you, before that you actually went to Mount mm -hmm. Kilimanjaro, were you, um, you were transitioning to become a coach, correct? Right, correct, but, correct. But what kind of business did you have at the outset? Like, what was it that you were doing then? I was at title insurance and, and I've been uh, in real estate title insurance for 28 years. Uh, till then I started when I was 10. It was really cool. Cause I got to start really young. I'm just kidding. Uh, but, but, um, <laughs> but I've been doing that. And you know what? I thought I'd be doing that my entire life. Cause I loved it. I loved every minute of it. I loved every aspect of it. I loved being at the table when people's dreams were coming true of home ownership mm. and, and it was detective work. So it was never enough to get bored with. And, and, and I liked coaching. I didn't know coaching was a a real thing you could do as a profession, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. And and I I learned that that was a real thing. People had always called me a coach and would say, "Hey, Yoda, I need you. Can we go have lunch or can we go have coffee?" But I didn't know it was a real career. And the moment I found out about it, two weeks later, I was enrolled in wow. UM, and I said, "I have to look into this." And this and was in 2014, then. Correct? 2014. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Years now. Wow. So and I. That was a big ahead. year for you. It that was, was a big, that was a big year for you like a lot a of transformation yeah it was, year. it was a big year and wow. i i was i say menopause is magical it was the, <laughs> my first year into menopause i was a 47 year old uh, postmenopausal grandma oh, wow. who had never climbed the mountain in her life there's no <laughs> year grandma that's the craziest thing yeah <laughs> the uh the only mountain i had ever climbed was that one in tropical park ah yeah it's a great mountain <laughs> that's it yeah it's a great mountain it's about 30 feet of elevation. <laughs> well, you, know, you know, today, the cool thing about today, and I love that the fact that I'm, I'm talking today because in the Magical Guide to Bliss, today's quote is by uh, Swiss psychiatrist Carl Jung, and it goes as follows. The privilege of a lifetime is to become who you truly are. So the whole idea behind that is be true to yourself. Mm -hmm. And it sounds to me that when you sat down to make that vision board, way long ago before like mm -hmm. you had must have been you know in the two what two thousand seven years it was seven years before wow. seven yeah. years at the time you actually you know went off on this journey in 2014. Mm -hmm. when you sat down to do that what was the calling that you were experiencing to become more of the person that you truly are outside of this dream that job that you had you sounded like you enjoyed it but there was something more pulling at I think, you know what, we had just watched The Secret and, and Ceci uh, purchased the movie, had all the cousins come over to my house. We had a big barbecue and we all watched the movie. And, and it sort of woke something up in me that was already there that was sort of pulling and tugging because even with the business, I, I knew that I wanted to be in business with myself. My son had just started college and I figured, okay, I have this little bit of freedom now where I can go on my own. And, and it was just something that, that, that element of, and, and I've always been very active in, in our community and volunteering and my kids 
grew up volunteering all of their lives. But it was just, it was something, something, it was almost like God was saying, listen, there's more, there's, there's more. more. And, well, and call I, yourself an adventure coach. And, and I'm, yeah. and I'm looking above your head and I see a zebra yes. on, 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 yes. the, on the, in the plains of Africa, I imagine. Right. 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 And, and I know you and I look even behind you as well. And I see this incredible, you know, map of all the countries in, right. in, the, in the world as well. If I look to you in what, 2009, let's say, mm -hmm. right? Where, you know, you're doing this job, you're moving along, life is good, but yet you're like something else. And you saw this movie inspired you. And then you're like, okay, sit down. I'm going to start dreaming a little bigger, right? Mm -hmm. Would you ever be able to, would your, your then self ever truly believe what your now self is experiencing in life and the person that it's made you become? You know, probably not. No. Why? Why do you think that's the case then? You know, I I think that there's and here's the thing. The thing with me is that I know that if I put a goal to paper, I'm going to I'm going to I'll die trying, but I'm going to I'm going to make it happen. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to make it happen. So so for me, it was it was just a matter of daring to go there. You know, I didn't grow up in a in a home and I, I would not trade my childhood for anything. But but dreaming was the last thing on your mind. I mean, we were survival mode let's 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 get through now and let's get through the next grade and let's you know so it was it was not it was not the way that i raised my children and it was listen first generation uh, americans uh, born to cuban immigrant parents and and we like i said had a great childhood we grew up in a house four cousins grandparents you know an aunt and my mom and it was a beautiful very rich way to grow up but there was a lot there was a lot uh, of want for lack of a better word. And, and even though, and it's funny because even as a child growing up, you know, I was born without a father because obviously I had one, but he went, he left back to Cuba when my mom was pregnant. Um, and all the hardship that goes with that, I, I still remember, and there's a picture, which I put in the back of my latest book of me at five years old in a little sailor dress. Wow. And, and my face is just pure optimism. Oh, and wow. I was not living a life that was conducive to being optimistic, but for whatever reason, God had instilled that in me. Wow. And, and I didn't realize it at the time until I look back and I say, how can I be smiling with my entire soul with everything that, that was happening for me, yeah. you know, during that time. So yeah, it was not something except for the determination piece. Yeah. It was not something I would have envisioned. You know, you know, one of the things that I ask in the inside today is as a child, do you remember being asked the question, what will you be when you grow up? And as a child, you know, even if you ask children today, um, what will you be? They'll, they'll, if they're like dreamers, they'll grab for the stars, right? Mm -hmm. Then if you ask an adult, you know, what is it that you'll be when you grow up? Well, first of all, your children will laugh at you because you're grown up, you're done, you're, you're going to move on. Those dreams are gone, move along, you know? And I think that that is actually one of the most powerful questions you can ask someone who now sits in a very different position that you did as a child. Right. Because when you give yourself permission mm -hmm. to even think about that question, the game changes on you. So yeah. now I'm going to ask you, you know, now where you're sitting with all these 
proofs or evidences that you have been able to see some visuals come to fruition, what would you want to be when you grow up? I love it. And that's a great question. And Meg, I'm that weird lady at Starbucks <laughs> that will start a conversation with someone. And my first question is going to be, what's your dream? I don't care if you're eight years old or 80 years old. I love you. And they, mm -hmm. and they first, they look at me with like deer in the headlights, but then I realized that very often these people have never, maybe ever been asked that question in their lives. So well, let me ask you this. Do you ask yeah. complete strangers or do you know these people? <laughs> no, I ask complete strangers all the time. But I, I'm that lady who will, I mean, if I have a good conversation with somebody, I'll say, listen, please don't go. I've got a, a great book in the car that I know yes. uh, would, would be a blessing to you. And I yes. go and I grab the book and they're like, what is this? I don't put a business card. I don't need you to, yeah. I don't need to hear from you. I just, based on our conversation, yeah. I feel that this is going to help you. So yeah. for me now, and, I, and I'll just go through my, my vision board because it's, you know, after that first vision board, I every vision board that I've put up, I've been able to bring to life in 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 almost no time. And I know it has nothing to do with me. It's God in the universe are aligning uh, on my behalf, just like it's a, they're aligning on everyone else's behalf. We just have to let 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 it work. Um, yeah. So so I had a big vision board party here uh, in the, not this December, last December. And we had about 50 people and there were just people playing with crayons and glue sticks all over the floor. I had tables set up outside. It was just a, a big party. And, and when my, you know, I always invite everyone to come up and talk about their vision board and why they put certain things. So of course, to set the example, I go up and I do mine first. And my husband's like, oh crap, seriously. <laughs> and, and, and people are like saying why? And he goes, because every time I, she puts something on there, it happens. It just ends up costing me a lot of money. <laughs> so, 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 so dreamer. Yes. And I think the older I get, and I'm 52 now, I was telling my daughter yesterday, I can't wait for 60 because 50 was so much better than my forties and my forties were so much, but I have things like, I want to, you know, open a school uh, for children in Kenya. I want to sponsor a hundred children. I want to build, you know, 10 playgrounds at the centers where we go. Um, I want to have uh, a Starbucks in downtown Miami where, where there are shower stalls in the back so that people who are houseless right now can go and have a shower and take care of themselves and, and get themselves groomed, which is such a part of dignity and then come in and enjoy a free cup of coffee, which is going to be operated by the, you know, homeless veterans that I can't even believe that that's a thing in this country. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's all going to circulate and work the way it is. And then I have, you know, pictures of two homeless shelters, one here in Miami and one in Tennessee, because it's a, it's an issue there too. And, and things like living on a cruise ship when I retire, you know, that's the selfish one. But, um, but, but there, those are my, and, and listen, I know that it's possible because yeah. that first vision board, which seemed impossible proved yeah. to me, like when Roger Bannister broke the first four minute mile, now you remove the impossibility right. factor and it's totally doable. Well, let me ask you something, um, because I think it's really important because you are a believer mm -hmm. in the, the possible mm -hmm. out of the what the I'm possible out of the impossible. Right. Right. Because you're a believer. If anyone is on here and they're questioning, oh, whatever, that's for you, not for me. That, that's not going to happen for me. That's for, you know, 
other people, right? Mm -hmm. How do you start to assist or perhaps guide other people to shift so that they even begin to ask the questions of what is it that I want for my life? What kind of adventures do I seek? What is it that I want to pull into my in my world and, and then tune out the naysayers or tune out just in my own play, you know, in my own playpen or in my own, you know, playground or whatever. If I'm there, how do you encourage those who are a little wary of getting their hopes up mm -hmm. to jump right in? Yeah, uh, I'll tell you what really works uh, for me, Meg, and I and I started doing this at workshops, you know, here in South Florida, where there are so many Latins, I used to say, let's let's write your eulogy. But oh. Latins, you know, you can't talk about death because they, <laughs> they think if they don't talk about it, uh, it's never going to come. Right. So I changed it to to inviting people. Huh. And, and there are people that have a really hard time dreaming. It's it's almost like they just they don't allow themselves to go there for whatever reason. But there's a way to crack that egg. So mm -hmm. I began at my workshops and, and it's even in, in the workbook that I created around the why is the way it's it's let's write your centenarian speech what ah. speech what are they going to say about you at your 100th birthday celebration and that's very different than than a eulogy right so you're going to turn 100 and there's going to be this great celebration we're going to remove modesty and humility from the equation yeah. and i want you to write your centenarian speech and let wow. me tell you meg sometimes people are are hesitant and they you know, I say we have five minutes and I turn on the timer and about that fourth minute, the people that are really, really closed off, they'll start writing. And, and I don't really only give them five minutes, but when yeah. they're in a flow and those are the yeah. first people to raise their hands and read it in front of a crowd of strangers and cry like wow. they probably never cried because they, they have not dared. They I'm have not they have not dared to go there. And if you know what you want it to look like at the end, mm -hmm. you know what you have to do now. So the whole that point is, of that. I love that. Person, yeah, know yeah. what you want it to look like at the end, then you know what to do now. Right. That's very right. empowering. And that's really why you started the Dreamer Succeed mm -hmm. program, the workshops, right. et cetera. Because when you encourage others to it's really uh, start writing about your hopes and your aspirations and the possibilities then it's a game changer for one life where where you you know had you not sat down with your vision board years ago and set it out that you have kenya and with your daughter and then she would never have seen that so it's kind of a hand and hand and hand and hand where the synchronicity the the unfolding of really comes to fruition when you start with the dreamer part of the whole equation so basically tell us a little bit about your dreamer succeed series and and what would we um get from it if we were involved with it and what do you envision for this as to how it unfolds now and in the future yeah, well, the dreamer and thanks for asking that, Meg, the dreamers succeed. Really, I, I started doing a lot of workshops just to get my name out there before I started doing a lot more speaking, which is what what I'm doing mostly now uh, was just around the coaching, because obviously there's the one on one coaching element. But mm -hmm. there was so much power in the gathering. I, I mastermind mm -hmm. and we we get together and we do group workshops and there's a lot of power 
in that the synergy that is created in a crowd, especially when you are allowing yourself to dream, nobody leaves there as strangers. So what I usually do when we do these workshops, just part of, of the of what we do is to create a mastermind around that workshop. And I had, I was just speaking to one of my, um, uh, an accountability partner that I had, we did a, a workshop three years ago in April, and we've been speaking every Monday at 5 PM and going over our metrics for three years. I just, I talked to him today and I said, so explain a little bit about what a mastermind is to those people who might not understand truly what that is. Sure. Okay. So a mastermind is really nothing more than a gathering of like-minded people who really want to be able to create a support group around your vision. There's a lot of accountability. There is support. Again, there are ideas are generated and it's very, uh, it's very protected in the sense that that there is again that support that privacy that anonymity uh, not anonymity like you don't know who you are but that 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 sort of protection of what what we talk about here is going to be is is holy it's going to be supported we're going to use it to support each other we're not going to criticize each other and we're not going to uh, belittle each other what we're going to do is try to be a stand for each other and I love the relationships that are created and the friendships and 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 really even the the business um, the business ideas that come together when when you create a mastermind with with uh, like-minded people. So these are people that have been um, aligned to you or that you met at that particular workshop or how did this? unfold as as time goes on and it, it it depends because we have masterminds that that are just part of the workshop okay and the and i always say the thing with my workshop it's it's not like you're going to come to the workshop and you're going to get a binder and you're going to go home and stick it in your drawer with every other binder i always say the minute that we leave that's where the workshop begins because i don't let people off the hook like okay now we learned all this information and now you're gone so my commitment to the sustainability of what they've learned is mm -hmm. to create a mastermind so that we can continue to to support each other and sometimes it's a six-week mastermind sometimes it's a three-month mastermind and but since i always have a mastermind a high achiever mastermind going on we invite people into that group if they if they yeah. want to follow through and continue but but again i think the the beauty and the sustainability comes from the work that happens when you leave not what happens within the workshop. You know, I, I, I love these conversations with extraordinary people because I get to share your extraordinariness, your amazingness with other people where, where they might not um, be able to see it because of, you know, different life paths, different journeys. Mm -hmm. So one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you in tonight, especially on this be true to yourself notion, is I think that um, one of the things that is most beautiful about you is your authenticity. And certainly the vulnerability that you do, in fact, share with your journey as to the unfolding. And, and you know, we all have challenges. And I think that even before we got on tonight, it's like, how are you doing? This is not easy for everyone. You know, I know that um, these moments, you know, when is this going to be done? When is this going to be over? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Some people are having a hard time dealing with their family. Some people have a hard time dealing with themselves. You know, when, stuff done, when the great pause happens, you're looking at yourself and you're like evaluating where it is, where you're going, whatever. How can we all, you know, benefit from your guidance at this point 
to you know shift us all into a position or a path that we can most benefit from in this pause. And, and I speak to the whole, be true to yourself, authenticity, the match with what will you be when you grow up, mm -hmm. and then following through with the dreams. Cause I, I put in the feed, let's start now everybody, put your dreams in the feed. How can you speak to that? Well, I think Meg, what I've noticed, and 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 I know you're you're on the optimistic spectrum like I am, um, and what I've noticed with something as big as what is happening, and it's unprecedented, probably in the history of the world at least, uh, to to you know, history that we can remember, right. is that there are there are two very clear groups here. Uh, the people that are that are living sort of in fear and 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 it's not it's not that it's not warranted i i understand that and and the people that are that are looking at the opportunity uh to serve the opportunity to to really take this time i've i've been more productive in the last month and mm -hmm. i'm and i'm a, a high productive i mean i'm an accountability coach so i am a 5 a.m i start my day and i'm I'm highly productive or I, you know, like to think I am. But what I've noticed, Meg, is that the people that have dedicated themselves to use this time to be in service of others are looking at it very, very optimistically. Mm -hmm. They are they are taking control of what they can do and they're putting themselves in the service of others. We've seen it. And I'm sure you've seen it, too. Yeah. People are bringing their expertise to put together webinars and, and learning experiences for others that they can use to create a catalyst for what comes next. People yeah. are showing, you know, my daughter did it. Uh, she sold almost 300 masks and started mailing them out to, to whoever needed them. Yeah. There's a need. So I think, I think those people are doing well. And I think for a lot of people, this pause is an invitation to look at things that we maybe, what were we taking for granted before? What can we do different? What should we be doing different? Uh, what should we, we be doing more of? What should we be doing less of? And if we're paying attention and staying out of our pantries, <laughs> um, uh, which I'm having a hard time with, uh, and and really do a little bit of self-reflection, I think a lot of a lot of really beautiful good can come out of this. You know, I, I saw something on Instagram today. I think it was a post by um, Elizabeth Gilbert, and she goes, "I'm an apocaloptimist." I, it's very funny because I see the world, I see all shit, all shit hitting the fan, and yeah. I still think something's going to happen that's going to be better than we were in the beginning. So it's, it's the, the apocalyptimist tonight. Oh, I, it. It. I, I thought that was very clever and very funny, and, and very I think he was actually quoting somebody else. But um, I think I think in many respects you're, you're right. I think a lot of people who are, in fact, um, uh, optimists and who are sort of may get frustrated as well because it's kind of like, Wow, you know, people are really suffering. They're losing people too, and and you know, things are really. It's not feel good when you're looking at tea, but then when you see, you know, the firefighters, you know, having a parade and honoring one of their own, you know, and just such a uh, committed loyalty to their people, like then you feel the sense of this community that we that they've built and that we all are watching and we get a, a little view into at this point you know right. to say that you know we are of one uh, collective body and mind literally how we treat each other and how we respect each other is truly important and i think that's where the service element comes in with your daughter making the masks mm -hmm. and and trying to be that positive optimistic force in in the great challenge and i think that you know 
um, in, in many ways, these people who are the front lines are the adventurers right now. They're going out there with the skills they've learned to serve the community. Right. Um, I think I think one of the really amazing things that you can do at this point in time, I really want to turn to this point as well, is to start looking at your life and prioritizing those things that are important to you as like you were saying, against the things that don't really matter, all the drama that you know just mm -hmm. stresses you out and then shifting to to the things that really matter. So now it's time to manifest, which I love. And so really the question is, what is the most important to you now in light of everything that is unfolding around you? For as, a, as, as what we're going through right now? Well, in general, I don't know whether or not, I mean, certainly you have a vision, you have a focus, you have you know, a path that you're following. I don't know if this has impacted that or not, but you know, maybe it has, maybe it hasn't, but what at this point in your life have you intended to make a priority as what is important for you? I think this is going to sound, being selfful is important. And, yeah. and I think what happens is that, that especially for women, uh, we tend to, to neglect ourselves. Uh, nothing wrong with, with, with sacrificing and, and, and putting your family first. But I think the, the healthier and the better off we are, we can be a better stand for our families. I learned that um, later in life and, 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 and I'm, I love the, the path that I'm setting for my daughter and my granddaughter by being that stand, even for my son and my husband. Well, tell me something. Can you define the selfful component and how it applies to your life? The selfful component to me means that I don't have to sacrifice my happiness for to be to make everyone else happy. And I think a lot of times there's a there's a tendency to see it as an either or and there's not. You just have to be you, you know how to you have to learn how to marry the two so mm -hmm. that you are happy and everyone yeah. else is happy. Well, I think, you know, certainly living in close quarters, I know that you're a family of what you have, your daughter and her family there, as mm -hmm. well as your husband. So, you know, uh, you know, when, when everyone has competing happiness interests in the home, certainly an element of compromise comes to fruition. Mm -hmm. But when I think what you're saying is that when you are happy, other people will be happy to be around you as well, right? right? I mean, it just is a follow through, you know, you like yourself, you're not as mean <laughs> to other right. people, yeah. you and know, I, yeah. And I think Meg, that it's, that it's, that it's being true to and standing up for what you're mm -hmm. dreaming about, you know, in spite of yeah. what it looks like, you know, I got a lot of crap uh, with the Africa trip, you know, my mother and my mother-in-law both lived with us. And, and unfortunately they both passed last year. So we had, I mean, you talk about a house full, this was a house full. Yeah. My granddaughter uh, for many different parts of her life has been raised in a four generation home. And wow. so there are a lot of eyes all the time. And then you yeah. have this Cuban woman who, what, did she just go crazy? And now she wants to go climb a mountain and now she comes back and she wants to retire from her business. And, 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 and there are so many eyes on you that you sort of begin to, it's easy to, to accept that, listen, I'm not going to shine here because this is going to, you know, make some waves yeah. and I'm not going to go there because this might not, you know, I, I don't know how this will be received. 
Yeah. And that's why I say the, the power of menopause that you're like, fuck it. I don't give a shit. Excuse my friend. Um, but it's like, what? Seriously? And yeah. then you're bringing everyone with you into that elevated state that you're in because you, you almost want it more for them mm. eventually because now you know it's possible. So it, it sounds to me like you're saying that with menopause, you became more true to yourself. I, I say women, don't don't fret. Don't worry about menopause. Menopause yeah. is, is magical. Menopause is magical. I love that. And for all of those surrounding you at the same time, I'm sure they're just going to have to get used to you as you, right? Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that I think when you become selfful is that you get to live, you said as a child, you know, there was all of these things, you had wants, right? You had wants, you had um, optimistic you know, views of your future, but maybe as a kid, you just weren't there yet. You couldn't figure out how to get there, but you lived there. Mm -hmm. You lived there until you could actually empower yourself to get there. Right. So what is it that you value at this stage in your life, knowing what has come before and what you look toward as well? You know what? I, I really value family. I, I come up, come from a, a big, crazy ass Cuban family. And, and, and the, the more I, the, the, the more I realize what's important, the more I realize how blessed I am to, to be surrounded by so much crazy. <laughs> and I may be the, the worst of them, but, but I, I really, and I, I, I don't feel like I've ever taken that for granted but with every passing year, I realized, Matt, and, and with my mom, with her illness uh, this last year, I just realized I'm an only child. I, I was not alone through any of it, you know, and, yeah. and, and it helped that my mom had been making deposits into the hearts of people all of her life selflessly. Wow. And it just, oh, it just, I all, love that making deposits into yeah. the hearts of people. That's beautiful. Never expecting to make a withdrawal and never expecting anything in return. But man, everyone showed up for her big time. And in showing up for her, I felt really supported. My wow. kids felt really supported. And my mom was just surrounded by love until her last breath, which I could not have asked for for more than that um, as a daughter, you know? So 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 I I value family more now than 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 I ever than I ever have. You know, I, I, I'm going to spin off of what you just said about making deposits into the hearts of people. I think that when you live your life true to yourself and engaging in the world by bringing your gifts, your talents, your skills, everything with, with as many people as you can, that's the legacy component that we all seek to align with. Yeah. So let me ask you how has that profoundly impacted you as you turn and shift your focus to your clients to the people you engage with to everyone who comes into contact with you if you're speaking your your business in africa all of this stuff you know i i i see so much potential in people meg just by default that mm. all i want to do is help them see it themselves and, and I know that, and I, I read this great quote by Michelangelo, which I know we've all had uh, heard before. He says, you know, I saw the angel in the marble and I, and I carved until I set him free. And I think that all of us have so much 
potential to do great things and to be of service and to and to be a source of great love that all we need is to for someone sometimes to breathe those words of hope into us and it, mm -hmm. it can be a stranger walking past you um on the street that just might have that one little thing and it was the one little thing that you needed to hear and it just shifts everything or and it could be you in starbucks <laughs> exactly, exactly you know there you go yeah licensed to be as engaging and empowering and inspiring Bert has just told you yeah. if you're in a Starbucks Miguel out of this or maybe through the drive-through window you yeah. know you have that moment in time to engage someone else in their possible potential yeah. what a beautiful gift to give another human spirit and soul that's amazing yeah. I you know and, and furthermore you know as a manifester which you are you know mm -hmm. and clearly your life is uh, unfolding of the same what are some of the tools or practices that you can give to the people who are listening today to you know help them move themselves forward that really have worked for you and that'll be game changers. Mm -hmm. I think, I think the vision boarding, uh, I don't have to say it anymore. Uh, but I think that's a big, that's a big one. People keep your vision, uh, in front of you, keep the dream and, and listen, let's not, let's not set the expectations here, mediocre and at just so that we're safe and comfortable and hit them every time. Let's set them high so that if we miss, we're still, way over exceeding where we could have been. I think another thing is, and, and you touched a little bit on the comfort zone, you know, and I looked it up one day and, and Webster defines a comfort zone as um, a, a place of sort of status quo. Okay. And that to me is the lamest definition um, <laughs> because I believe that a comfort zone is a graveyard of potential and hope. And it's where all dreams go to die. Say that again. Love that. Yeah. Say it again. That a comfort zone is a graveyard of potential and hope. It is where mm -hmm. all dreams go to die. And, and I think that no life worth living can be lived within the confines of a comfort zone. And we have to be willing to, to, to stretch beyond our comfort zones. So give us one tool to help us stretch, because I think that what you said there is so depressing. I don't think anybody wants to live in a place where our dreams go to die, <laughs> literally. Yeah, I, I think I think one of the best things that we can do is, is, you know, how Eleanor Roosevelt said, do one thing every day that scares you. I think stretch yourself as much as you can every day and at every opportunity. If we can really dig in and look for what is holding us back, those limiting beliefs that just don't serve us. Um, you know, look, sit with them and look at them and bring them out into the open. Because if you don't do it, you can't do anything about them. And they are going to be messing with you forever until kingdom come. And, and we have to be brave enough to, like I said, to face them and, and to be able to do something with them. And fear, which is a big one, people were only born with two fears. That's the fear of loud noises and the fear of falling. Everything else, thank your teachers, your parents, your, you know, the people you surround yourself with, um, because that's where they're coming from. And they really, they, they don't exist. And, and I'm not talking about danger. I'm talking about fear. Okay. And, and that will also mess with us. Um, all day. And, and the other thing, Meg, and I, I just touched on it a little bit is be very, very picky about who you are spending your time with. That's important. <laughs> what happens if 
quarantine with a set of people that you didn't really well you kind yeah. of showed them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and and in this situation there are going to be people and and guys use this time to look at that who are the people that you miss right now ah. because the people that you miss right now are those people that are generally making you feel good they're usually elevating you they're usually pushing you for more you and, know and I, I love that you just said that think about the people that you miss and ask yourself basically what you said is why why did you miss them did they bring you joy did they bring you like hope and potential did they bring you sunshine in your life did they bring you some sort of inspiration did they bring you pride all of these things i think that that's one of the most wonderful things that we can do is what you just said is is make a list of the people that you miss and maybe take a moment to write a short text or note to them yeah. i think yeah. that that is super amazing i think i did it the other day i um wrote little love notes to people that I really do cherish and value their friendships. And I have to finish it because yeah. I'm very blessed with a lot of people that I, I love and cherish. And, but I think that's amazing what you pointed out because I think that people don't realize that when they're sitting there in isolation or whatever by yourself, you know, those are the things when you look back over your life and the movie unfolds, like you said, as a centurion, what is it that you want to see, which is foundly profound, like, like beautiful beautiful i love that one thank you for that that was really very profound for me thank you so much and and i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you but i had to i had to say that because i was like ding 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 i love it i'm taking that one yeah it's gonna be my list that was it but i but i love what you just said meg about about writing the notes let's be intentional about letting people know that they're important and if you can write a handwritten note and mail it man that's gonna go a long way especially now when there's just not you know probably have a lot of food delivery coming to your house, but not a lot of uh, love notes coming in your mailbox right now. Oh my God. So, so to be intentional, that's a great idea, Meg. Yeah, that's, that's a great, idea. that is once writing a letter and, you know, using, they say that the best way, and I think as an author, you'll, you'll mm -hmm. perhaps agree with me here mm -hmm. is that when you write out the, it's like a channel of the words, but in your hand. So I think that, you know, if you have good handwriting, especially I'm pretty bad with my handwriting, but maybe go slow and, and write an intentional note to someone. It really can change you. And it will most definitely will change Absolutely. another person. So well, I do, I really love that very much. So let's go back to the beginning of our interview. I can't believe it's already uh, um, almost <laughs> to the end here. We could talk for hours, which is, you know, really, I think that one of the most amazing thing is when you get lost in conversation and perhaps, you know, maybe make some time at, in the evening with those that you live with and, and make it intentional time too. I think that what Berta says um, is, is, is also applicable to the people that are surrounding. Take that time to build those relationships mm -hmm. in a positive way. Maybe dream with them mm -hmm. and bring them into your dreams like Berta did with her daughter so that when if they see something out there in the world that aligns with that, they'll bring it to your attention because I think it's so much better when we collaborate and we don't work on our own. I think it's definitely more empowering for us as well as other people to share those dreams. So with that, I wanted to go back to the beginning. So what was your intention for tonight's conversation, Berta? My intention was to have fun and to serve. Beautiful. And what number did you pick that would match those inten that intention? 13. 13. So do you have, do you have my book with you or do I, 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 I probably should have told you that. Yeah, I should have, I should have grabbed it. I have it upstairs. <laughs> well, 
I'll read it for you. I usually, I should have said to you, unfortunately, I, I, you know, my head, but um, I'll go ahead and read to you what your intention matches tonight in the magical guide to bliss. So yeah, there, are, there are two, and I don't want to interrupt, but there are two books that I keep uh, on my nightstand because they're, they're always go through books. It's your book and another book uh, about African folklore, because I had the trip coming oh, up to wow. Kenya called Indaba, my children, but those are reference books, open it up. Some message is going to come through. And that's what I love about your book, Meg, that there's always going to be something that I need to hear if I just crack it open to whatever page. Yeah, that's so, that you honor me to be quite honest with you. That's amazing. I, you know, it's funny because when we actually set out to do these things that, you know, push our souls, we don't know where it is going to go. I definitely want, before I read this, I want you to share with the audience also the names of your books because I think that first and foremost the Mount Kilimanjaro the the story you tell mm. is something that for any adventurer out there just to read about it and think of the possibilities of just one person's vision coming reality is in and of itself a life changer a shift that could possibly happen and I know you came out with a second one with regard to your speaking series and your workshop mm -hmm. book so mm -hmm. can you just go ahead and tell me what they are and I'll go ahead and put them in the feed as well so the the story of the Kili trip is called lessons from the roof of Africa okay. and then uh, my children and I my children you know they were like in their 20s and 30s already uh, they th we wrote a a a children's book from the perspective as if my granddaughter Chloe had been oh. doing the climb for Sipao, my sponsored child. Oh. So that was called Chloe Climbs for Sippy. And I that's where I speak in schools about the power of giving and how much more we get wow. when we receive when we give. And the latest one is The Why is the Way. The why. And that really, yeah. Tell us a little bit about that because I love, like, and, and you always say the big ask too, the yeah. big ask of asking to share yeah. the why is the way. The why is the way is is really all about that. If you if you're ever wondering how to get to the center of focusing, and I talked a little bit about vision boards, is just focus on your why. It's not so much what you want to do, but look at take it a, a a step further and and really really hone in on why you want to do it, and that's going to be what's going to propel you to put up with the naysayers and those days when you're tired, and and that's going to create the stick that you need to bring that dream to fruition. So if I want to put you on the spot for a second, and I would love for you to tell me what next big dream you are about to manifest in your life. Okay. So I had, <laughs> uh, and this, this is still going to happen, but I, I, we, we just had to postpone our Kenya trip. Um, yes. I was going to go back with, uh, uh, I, uh, leading a group of women um, co-leading with, with D who's, who's the founder of the women's circle of caring, uh, a group of women. And we were going to go back to Kenya, work with the Maasai women and children and, and just be a blessing to them for a couple of weeks. And, and again, because of everything that was going to be in June, because of everything that's going on, uh, we had to postpone that trip. I was going to go with two dear friends, um, who I've been dreaming about mission tripping with for a long time. And, and it will happen. So uh, we're looking at, at new dates uh, once we get on the other side of this and, and we can coordinate that. But that, that will happen. And my plan is to, to stay uh, beyond the trip long enough to visit all my children in Kenya and my children in Ethiopia since I'm going to be there. Wow. And, and, and my big goal is to get to all the countries where we have children sponsored 
and and do all of that before uh, the end of next year. So, so what is your why around that? My why around that is that the more people we can help to live life to their full potential mm -hmm. and to and to focus on their dreams and to live happier lives, the better the world is going to be because of it. And, you know, my kids are grown, but Chloe, uh, who you met, yeah. is uh, eight years old. She's a little adventurous, little sassy pants, um, <laughs> beautiful, yeah. my granddaughter. And and if I can make one little contribution to leave that kind of world behind for her, mm. that's uh, my my work here will have been done. Wow. And I think that actually is a beautiful shift in the perspective of leaving the world more beautiful for those who follow and i think that what you just said for your why is just incredible and and very inspirational so thank you so much for sharing that so on page 11 we have be bold so this is your your synchronistic insight with be bold and the quote is from johann wolfgang von goethe the german writer and statesman whatever you can do or dream you can begin it boldness has genius power and magic in it perfect oh, for the dreamers wow. of this world. yes you live in a world of connections whether you like it or not your life is intertwined with that of others and thank goodness because you need other people to help you move forward in life and realize your dreams technology has allowed you to reach out for miles and miles you can meet people all over the world with the click of a button information and resources lie at your fingertop to help you tap into your source the following question remains are you bold enough to commit to your dreams, to start the process by doing the world, I'm sorry, by doing the work necessary and to engage in the important conversations to begin. When the spark of genius awakes you from a dormant life, you are inspired and start to act. When you release your ideas into the universe, there's no telling where your own brand of innovation will take you. When you allow the magic of possibility to take hold in your life, the path opens up and you can see the way. You may be able to almost see the fruits of your labor. Who would give up now? Courage is what you need to succeed. Boldness is an attitude that will aid you as you take the risk necessary to be magical. All it takes is a commitment to a new reality. Then get ready to see how the universe will provide the connections to make your dreams come true. Set out to make one new connection today. So I think that today you definitely have made a lot of new connections with regard to everyone who's tuning in, um, being more true to yourself as you evolve on this journey and identify your why is so exciting. And I can't wait to see all of the things that unfold in your life in this moment and moments that are to come. One of the things I wanted to ensure that um, once again, everyone, Go to www.bertamedina.com for more information on all of her wonderful offerings, as well as um, a place to find where her books are. And if you have any interest whatsoever in Mount Kilimanjaro on the climb, I encourage you to reach out to her as well, because when people share their adventures and they show the possibility around those, it makes it even more possibility for yourself, regardless of whether it's going to Africa, going, you know, to the pharmacy, maybe, I don't know. But the bottom line is that we're here to encourage each other to live more fully the life that we are authentically intended to live. So with that, I do want to tell you that, you know, Berta is a life coach as well, empowerment coach. 
I'm an adventure coach. Um, she is av uh, available to help you manifest your dreams, as am I. I love working with her. She's fantastic. She brings a level of energy to the party that makes you feel like you're at a Cuban party for sure. And that's the family <laughs> element. The Italians and the Cubans have that in common. So I yeah. definitely align with that. And certainly the optimism that you bring to the table. I do want to give the final inspirational word to you tonight. I want to thank you very much once again for giving us this time, this incredible opportunity to talk to you, to be in conversation, to get excited and be bold about our lives. Even though we're sitting in quarantine, we'll use this time perhaps more fully in engaging in those things that you've indicated, the vision boards, the getting intentional about the people that you miss and reaching out to them, and maybe setting your dreams with those you love as well. So it's all yours, Berta. What is our final word of inspiration tonight? Go out and do good. Go out and do good. It's a great opportunity right now, especially to, to be of service and to bring hope and light to, to people. And, and listen, we can't take it with us. All we can do is leave it better than it was when we got here. There you go. Leave it better than it was when we got here. I love that. Um, Thank you, Berta. This is wonderful. Thank you, Meg. So I, I so appreciate it. You know, I did say to someone, or I was speaking to someone uh, this last Monday, and they said, when there's something, a shift in your own life, you elevate the collective consciousness of the world. So by doing good in your own little corner of the world, like she says, being of service, you do have a ripple effect beyond your wildest imagination. So Go out there and do good, like Berta says. And like I said, seriously, if you're in for an adventure, you got to contact her <laughs> and get those books because, my God, they'll get you all excited and ready to do something that you never even imagined. Getting out of your comfort zone. Don't letting those d dreams die in that graveyard. It's too, it's too sad, even a thought. So let's not even think it. Um, and remember, we all are here to be deliver deliberate creatives of our life. And also let our souls be guided by the beautiful dreams and the magic of those dreams. And let us all together raise the positive vibration on this planet so we all can have the opportunity to live out of that place of good into our bliss so we can see all the magic and miracles unfold and we shine our beautiful lights together. So thank you so much, Berta. Thank you, everyone. Have thank a wonderful man. evening. Take care. Thank you. Bye.